Welcome to the Classy Ring Attire Podcast. I'm Joel. I'm Chris. And it's time to get classy. Let's do it. So, there's. it's been a few weeks now, and there's one thing that I'm really surprised we haven't talked about. Okay. And I felt like this week would be the perfect time to bring it out, because let's be honest, there's not a whole lot to talk about this week. Uh, so that solo trailer, huh? <laughs> What's up with that? <laughs> All right. We'll, we'll get to that. <laughs> Because I had... It is legit surprising that we haven't talked about it. It is yet. surprising. Yeah. It is surprising. And we, we, but we had a lot to talk about Rumble Weekend. Yeah, that weekend. Yeah. Because every, every, that was the build-up right into yeah, Royal that Rumble. Because it was Super Bowl, so it was the week before the um, So, somebody acknowledged that Ronda Rousey exists yeah, on television this week. Yeah, she's doing her uh, contract she's signing. She's doing yet. her contract signing yeah. on Raw. I mean, I... Well, her contract signing for Raw on Elimination, on elimination Chamber. Yes. Um, you know what? I'm, I okay. In hindsight, I'm kind of understanding why they're keeping her away right now. A it gives her some extra time to train because mm-hmm. I don't. I, she hasn't been training that long. Yeah, gives her a little extra time, which you know, that's fine. And B, you don't want to distract too much from what's going on in Elimination Chamber. Right. And she, for better or for worse, she's a big personality. So. All that attention is going to go straight to her rather than the Elimination Chamber match for the women, which is, you know, supposed to be a huge deal. And the, the, the Nia Jax and Asuka match. Mm-hmm. You don't really want to take away from any of that. I understand that. Let me refute some of that. Okay. Um, refute away. So, apparently, I, I get the more time to train. Sure. And she does probably need more time to train. Yes. Um, but she's also apparently going to be having a match with Stephanie McMahon at WrestleMania. True. So... But not I mean, just not just a match with Stephanie McMahon, but a mixed gender tag team match, mm-hmm. supposedly with The Rock and that's, Triple H that's in there as you. well. That's what they're hoping that's for. That's the yes. dream right now. Right. Obviously, the majority of the heavy lifting is going to be on Rock and Triple like, H. I don't want to. I I don't want to like disparage and be like Ronda's doomed to fail and like da 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 and. This is a terrible idea because I'm very interested in this and I want to see where yeah. it goes and I don't want to poo-poo on it. But Snooki could succeed in the setup that they're giving her for WrestleMania. Fair. <laughs> like, but but also, we're supposed to believe that she's you know a full-time Raw wrestler right Yes, now. we are. Yes, we so are. So one would believe that as soon as she's done with this... She makes, moves straight into... She goes right into the full-time. So that's what... Clearly, that's what she's training for, for the full-time run. And and I, I get that argument. Yes. But if you want to link it to the solo trailer, it really stresses me out <laughs> how <laughs> much they're bending over backwards to hide any sort of, like, Ronda Rousey thing. Well, you know, she's a huge name, and you want to put her on her best foot and will start yep, things off. Yeah, you know? I get that. Han Solo is also a huge name, and all we're talking about okay, is okay, like, okay, okay, why okay. Is Han Solo not talking? Okay, four months before this, Ronda Rousey out. didn't have to go through a like a different director or uh, <laughs> any script changes. I'm just saying, and you know, reshoot her entire run. I'm saying we we know that um, th- this whole she's here full time thing came from an interview with her. Yeah, in print. <laughs> Like, why doesn't WWE have just, like, a web exclusive or a mm. network exclusive where, you know, somebody ca- runs and catches up to her and is like, well, Rhonda, you're here. What does this mean? That's that's more of WWE's infatuation with, like, other big name 
print, you know, print media outlets. Yeah, you know, trying to like using that to legitimize wanna, themselves. That's that's more that has more to do with it than anything else. But but we're sitting in this world where super charming, personable, charismatic interview Rhonda exists. Right, right alongside Fast and Furious Seven Rhonda. Right, and so you're like, I don't know which one, and it could easily be. Either Either one of them, because you're like, oh, it's a live setting, live audience. She thrives well, under this thing, yeah. and it's like, oh, a script. She can't handle We're, scripts. We'll get we'll get script Rhonda for promos, <laughs> but we'll get like actual Rhonda during a match. I feel, you know, like uh, what is it? Randy does his Randy does his best talking during a match as the match is going. He does. He's a horrible promo. But I also think that I I don't think Randy Orton, Randy Orton's greatest enemy at this point is his lack of caring well sure because again you, you can talk about like randy is still staggeringly young 36 i believe yeah like i mean there are people like batista and aj got their first you know wwe championships five seven ten years after what age randy is right. now yeah um and yeah like aj is a bad example because aj wrestled elsewhere all that time. yeah but still um but, um, what's his name? Randy Orton. Jeez, Randy Orton clearly can have a has a lot of career left. Yeah. Um, Randy Orton, for the most part, has been fairly s- lucky as far as health. He's had a few health issues. He's had to spend some time on the shelf. Yeah. Um, take some recovery time. He's had more issues with uh, you know, getting flagged on substance than anything. Right, else. but you know, we he has injuries. Yeah, we have a lot of guys. Um. You know, famously, Daniel Bryan and Edge and Stone Cold. Sure. Where it's like, you're good until one bump, and then you're out. Yeah. Uh, and and that, you know, has forced these retirements. Randy doesn't have that. Yeah. Um, we could... There, There is no reason that Randy Orton shouldn't have... Like, if we go to the end of his career, and we list the top ten Randy Orton matches, five of them could still easily be in the future. You yeah. look at somebody like Sh- uh, Shawn Michaels, especially. Yeah. Like, we, we can easily, mm-hmm. there's still the best Randy Orton matches can still easily be on the road. But I don't think he cares that much. No. Honestly, I don't know. I don't I don't understand why Randy Orton's still wrestling, to be honest with you. Yeah. If you don't care that much, why are you still I, around? I think like, it's, he uh, seems, like, really happy with his personal life, and he's. I'm assuming he's probably been pretty you know wise with his money and like i mean why i still do it if you it's it's probably a paycheck and i'll doesn't know what else to do he's a maybe yeah is he a third generation he's at least a second generation third. it is yeah. A, yeah he's a third generation wrestler mm-hmm. um there's probably some element of his kids probably love it yeah uh but like and, and part of it is you know they're giving him a lot of crap <laughs> like, sure like they're not exactly handing him Great stuff to work with. Mm-hmm. Um, him and Nakamura being a like a tag team afterthought for like the last, you know, couple months is really evident of that. Um, and then like the weird argument that he and uh, Gender and uh, Bobby Roode had on SmackDown this week just it just was a big old just plate of nothing. Yeah. So yeah, you, he doesn't really have a whole lot to work with. So it's not entirely his fault. But it doesn't help. But he definitely, he is the opposite of like with like Damian Sandow, where they give him crap and he like yeah. spins it into gold. Randy fully accepts like, all right, this is crap. 
and will present it as such. It, 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 Randy Orton, <laughs> as far as like promo wise, just nothing defined his style, I guess, better than, you know, the day after WrestleMania, that one time when he literally mouthed to Sheamus during a promo. What am I supposed to say? Yeah. <laughs> like you literally could see it on camera. Yeah. And so that's, yeah. Randy Orton will not put more effort into the story. No, than and many people will. have said that he just plays it safe when it comes to matches as well. Which yeah. again, you know, that is a big reason why I'm sure he's he's been in the business and, and for it, so long. And it might be so an age thing. Yeah. You know, he is he is a different age than when he came in there. Because people talk about playing it safe and I'm like, I counter that with Randy Orton has one of the nastiest tack bumps. Yeah. In modern wrestling history, sure, um, but we're talking like more these days. Yeah, yeah but again, like I, I get that that was ten years ago plus, longer than that. But so, yeah. um, and and so I get that you can be like, oh yeah, no, that was a young and hungry Randy Orton. This is, you know, the playing it safe Randy Orton. But the, I mean, the last thing he had was that that he seemed in, invested in it all was Evolution fighting the Shield. Yeah, and, and that whole storyline leading up to it, he was he was a good pawn. There was, you know, I guess not pawn, but avatar for the authority. Yeah, there was that good like the coal that will be squeezed into the diamond connection. Yeah, to early in his career, um, he was really good in this. But and I don't know if just like all this like buildup that got knocked aside because of the Daniel Bryan insistence just kind of like broke his spirit. <laughs> But he's just not seemed as invested no. since the the end of... And I mean, honestly, yeah. like, if you look at it, that's probably the last time they really gave him something to do mm-hmm. that's worthwhile. I did like when he churned on the authority. Like, that, it seemed like that got a big reaction. That kind of put a little bit of uh, enthusiasm, you know, momentum behind his way. Um, but... No, like that around around that time is the last time we saw him really get invested in something, and that's mm-hmm. four or three, four years ago. And and part of it is because his career started so early. Yeah, he's done all the storylines. He's done the young upstart. He's done the legend killer. He's mm-hmm. done the corporate machine. He's done the crazy lunatic. He's done like every like oh we'll do this version. Yeah, he you know you have check boxes for him. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think we really just need to go more and more to like a part-time stat- status with him. Yeah. Um, but I just, I really hate it because I I like Randy Orton. I liked him a lot, um, especially when I first started watching. Yeah. I was like, I, I, I see a lot of... He, he hit this really good sweet spot as far as his matches uh, around the time when, uh, oh, oh, um, his team with Cody and Ted DiBiase. Yeah, uh, legacy. Legacy. Yeah, I kept wanting to say legendary. But I did too. That's yeah. why. That's why I, yeah. I stretched he's it out a legend for killer. twelve uh, syllables. Uh, legacy. When around the time legacy broke up, leading into WrestleMania twenty seven, I want to say twenty six, maybe one of those. Uh, no, Leg- legacy's split up was at twenty six, right? Where they had the triple threat that yes. was a handicap match that turned into a triple threat. Yes. Um, around that time, Randy was really hitting a good sweet spot. Around you know when they were turning mm-hmm. him face anybody he still kind of like had a he was face with an edge kind of thing right and and that was he a was very, hitting a sweet spot because i remember his matches were around that time were really good and it was it was a very 
natural feeling face turn. It was very slow. Yeah. And it came. The fans were behind him at that point. Right. But it it feels like it it didn't come out of any like, I'm going to do a face move now. But it was just like, it was the same thing with Brock Lesnar where you're like, I'm just impressed by what he's doing in the ring. I can't help but be excited about it. Absolutely. Um, and that was around the time that they eventually moved him over to SmackDown to basically run the show. Yeah, he was the scene of SmackDown at the time. At the time. And then they didn't have anything to and, do. And, yeah. yeah. So. And eventually we got that weird face that he made from out of the, behind the steps. So again, that match against Christian that I, still I, freaked me out. I liked his... I like that whole Christian, that whole one more match thing. I thought they put I on. I hated that. I it I, ran. It went. I've, it went way too long. It went. See, it didn't. <laughs> it went the exact same amount of like. Th- it had the three pay per view. Felt so much longer. I than don't that know where you're getting this know. from. It's still. Granted, oh, granted I will say it wasn't as bad as the next year after that when it was Del Rio and Sheamus. Del Rio and Sheamus was six months. Right. Like that's not. That, that's that is the end all be all of a feud that wa- lasted way too long. Uh. But a distant second place for me was Randy and Christian. That was that was a standard three pay per views. Boom, boom, boom. That felt longer than that. I don't know where you got the only reason. I, honestly, the only reason I'm reminded by it is because that's the match that's right before uh, uh, CM Punk and John Cena at Money in the Bank 2011. <laughs> so when I was, because I used to have like the video file on my right. computer, so whenever I was wanting to go back and rewatch it, I'd always okay. This is the part where. Uh, Randy's about to uh, uh, RKO Christian through the table. The table doesn't break. He tries it again. The table still doesn't break, and they just end. <laughs> I do remember that. Yeah, that was a good pay per view. It was a great pay per view, <laughs> start to finish. Just start to finish. It's such yeah. a good pay per view. Uh, Dana Bryan won Money in the Bank. That mm-hmm. one. So. That was the only three matches <laughs> I remember right now. But I, it was great. But I want to talk. I want to talk about Elimination Chamber for a little bit. Yeah, because I realized something watching Raw that this week was. They are doing everything right. Everything yeah. that I want them to do, yeah. they're doing it. Where it's, you know, the worst thing is, especially they do it for Money in the Bank and sometimes for Elimination Chamber, yeah. where Kurt Angle or whoever's the current GM comes out and says, the, you know, contestants will be, and lists off six people. Right. And you're like, that is, a, you're, you're throwing away match stipulations there. You're just throwing away. That's terrible, terrible booking. But they're not doing that. There's been a ton of matches all based around booking. Right. Um, who's going? Who's coming out first? Yes. Who's going to... They, they've loses. added those stipulations. Loser comes first. Winner yeah. gets to go out last. They had this like second chance thing yeah. where all these people who had lost still get another shot. Um, and everybody is cutting fantastic promos about how this is their, you know, their step towards WrestleMania, towards Brock Lesnar. There's very much like an eye on the prize kind of thing. And it's all undercut by the fact that I know Roman's going to be beating Sure, yeah, it does not help at all. I will, I do want to say this. Um, apparently, because, uh, you know, they had a, a kind of a screwy finish with uh, Seth and Finn, which actually I kind of like that finish where uh, <laughs> they, they, they did the whole Tower of, I... of Doom thing and they both pinned them at the same time. One half of me likes that finish. One half is like that. Just Bray, Bray Wyatt. Sure. Yeah. Poor Bray. <laughs> like every he is the fall guy for everybody. Yes. Yeah. So, but some, according somebody to that, said it on I think on Twitter where Bray Wyatt was in one match and managed to get pinned twice. Yeah. Which we're at peak Wyatt now. Yeah. Uh, 
so that means they're adding both Seth and Finn to the Elimination Chamber match. So I'm guessing that means they're going to start with the... I'm assuming they're starting with a triple threat. Yeah. They are. They're, they're not going to build another pod. Well, no, no, no. And honestly, because I, I was looking at it, because they, they did some like special video about like the new Elimination Chamber that they debuted last year. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is, but that new Elimination Chamber is really like visually appealing. I don't know yeah. what it is. I really like that. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I just think they did a really good job, and I'm okay with like the padded. Um, oh, I'm fine with that. Yeah, because I mean, you, everyone, you know, you you interview any wrestler or you listen to any interview, and they always hate doing those elimination chamber matches because there is no give anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, so this helps a little bit with that. Yeah, I just you know, as long as none of these commentators talk about like some sort of bulletproof like sand <laughs> pot or whatever, because well, we it's just I just. I, I, I'm so disheartened because so many of the things that I complain about on this podcast about how you yeah. book Raw, how you feel about Raw, how you make Raw feel like, a, how you add weight to a weekly episode, yeah. they're doing this time around. Absolutely. And they're undercutting themselves because I know that Roman's going to be wrestling. Yeah. And, like, and they could even, you know, they might even do like a swerve where like Cena wins it and then like puts the title shot on the line next week on Raw and then right. Roman was like it doesn't matter because I know we know we know what the end point is and even if I don't even if you do swerve it everything is set up so that I'm expecting this yeah not that I'm thinking this will happen not that I'm making bets I'm just expecting it yeah um and what makes this all worse is a these these are making you know most every Raw episode pretty all right. You know, you, you've got at least one or two matches that have some sort of uh, risk or some sort of, you know, some sort of outcome where they're fighting for. Yeah. Uh, and that only further points out where that SmackDown over here is just twiddling their thumbs. Because, mm-hmm. man, SmackDown was forgettable this week. This week. So there's a rumor going around yeah. um, that they're going to be co-branding all of the pay-per-views. Mm-hmm. Which means, according to these rumors, that every pay-per-view now is going to be four hours long. Yes. The main pay-per-view. Five hours total with kickoff. So there's going to be like two kickoff matches or something like that now. Mm-hmm. Um, I, A, you would have... you wouldn't At that point, you wouldn't really have any one show uh, struggling further than the other one. Like, the, like it is right now. Yeah. You know? Um, they're both building towards the same pay-per-view. Um, the only bad thing is you're going to get guys lower on the card, especially on SmackDown, that are going to get kind of screwed over here. Mm-hmm. That they're not really going to have a lot of pay-per-view time. They'll get featured on the kickoff show. I I even feel would feel bad for the Cruiserweight guys because, yeah. you know, that almost guarantees that their championship matches get pushed get down. Showed. Unless Triple H puts his foot down now that he's in charge of 205. Yeah, but he's not in charge of the, you know. He's not in charge of the pay per view though. And and I I think, but I feel like he's got enough clout to you know, at least convince him to put him on the main show. I I would not if he. I would not to. expect any change to happen on TV, for the next year. No, I I, th- I think no. I think a year from now, like like post mm-hmm. next WrestleMania, yeah. is I think when Vince is going to throw himself full time into meeting this 2020 date for. The After WrestleMania this year or next year? Next year, okay. I, I, yeah. Okay. So, I mean, I think he's going to work on it now, but, well, he, yeah. but he will come back for all the big stuff. Yeah. And suddenly, like, 
<laughs> you know, we'll like drift back in and be like, why is Roman not champion? Put that belt back on him. Right. <laughs> and that's when we'll know Vince is paying yeah, attention. Yeah, oh, Vince, Vince came back to work. They just randomly put the belt on Roman this week. Um, but, yeah, I, I think after WrestleMania 2019 yeah. is when, and then there'll be changes like like Triple H starting to have yeah, more it's influence be a very onto a 5 Live. From this point on. But I, I think some of the biggest stuff, um, Creative-wise, we'll see we'll still after be... next WrestleMania. Uh, yeah, I agree with that. Um, but yeah. um, so, on one hand, I don't know. On, on one hand, I think the most obvious thing is there is a complete disregard for any concept of less is more. No, because Lord, it, no. they they counter that argument with. But what if more is more? Yeah, and then go full steam ahead with that attitude. And I mean, they gave the you know the the brand specific pay per views a good try, and I don't even think they failed in See, any way. I, I like the brand split pay per views better. I, I I do too, especially when you give in that aspect you give guys lower on the card a chance mm-hmm. to showcase themselves on pay per view, um, and. <laughs> I like it too, but at the same time, you know, you got pay per views that it just feels like they're just just throwing stuff together, uh, and just kind of using what they've got on short notice on some of these. Yeah, you know. Um. So I think I think I, having that many pay per views to start things off was too much. Right, and and we were burnt out. Yes. Um. With with the every other week. Yeah. That, that it ended up being. Um, but I feel like there has to be a balance. Yeah. On one hand, I like that pay-per-views are longer than Raws. Um, that always felt it makes kind them of feel a little bit spe- more special rather than having it the same the same length as your weekly yes. shows. Um, now the proper solution to that is to whittle Raw back down. But, but they're not going to do that. Not going to do that. But you or excuse me, Universal's not going to let them do that. Right. And well, Universal is going to pay them more to keep doing it and. I sure. can't be like sure, no. sure, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do like, it don't. for your art, right? Um, but yeah, I will say I almost exclusively watch Raw on Hulu at this point because it's a ninety-minute show, um, and then I'll, I'll look then you at can condense it. Yeah, I mean, I I have yet to see anything that like because I'll read a recap, you know, after I've watched it, and yeah. be like, oh, that's it's what I missed. Okay, this. I don't care. Yeah. Um, th- there was like one thing maybe four months ago i don't remember but it was like a golden truth segment that got cut out yeah and i was like man i like golden truth but i can't be like no they should put that in there no yeah yeah it's one of the things we're like yeah i can understand why that that was on the cutting room yes i've never disagreed with what got cut right um i mean and it's also you know if you pay enough for hulu it's no commercials so it's just here's raw you're done yeah so they don't cut that much because with commercials you know, rounding out your three hours, Raw's just breaking two hours, so they're only cutting maybe half an hour of content. Right. Um, yeah, like, clearly having, switching off between brands every other week as far as pay-per-view goes is too much. Um, but at the same time, having one show have a pay-per-view one month and then the next month have the other one have theirs, like I said, like, it screws over the the the, the brand that's off right. that, that month. Because again, like they're just, just dying, <laughs> dying in a desert, mm-hmm. you know, with nothing really to do. Um, so you have one. They, 
So you gotta have to, you have to find a healthy right. Balance you have you have one argument that's like okay, clearly there's some numbers that are between fourteen and twenty eight. Yeah, like twenty eight didn't work. Fourteen's not working. Like you have a lot of other options yeah. to try. So, but I I don't think it's just trying to find the right number. Yeah, I think a lot of it is we we've so if you look back at the brand split. Mm-hmm. From the beginning to now, um, the initially, like really initially, everything was co, and yeah. then it pretty quickly went to um, individual things, Raw and yeah. SmackDown, and then like the three or two ECW ones that existed, mm-hmm. uh, and that really, I feel like, knocked SmackDown down a peg. Yeah, that that was one of the big things that made SmackDown feel lesser. Mm-hmm. Um, and and really showcased the like talent that Raw kept sucking off of them, uh, but then when they went back to co-branding everything, mm-hmm. you I mean, just the SmackDown titles, if nothing else, the SmackDown titles were mid-card titles. Yeah, um, it was it was such a apparent like this is more important than that. Yeah, so it's like splitting them hurt. The brand and then putting back together hurt the brand worse. Yeah. Um, and so th- there's been so much conditioning to say like, oh, you're we're gearing towards the next, um, the next pay per view. Mm-hmm. And I just I wonder if you could, can't you have like they have special raws, they have raw roulettes and old school yeah. raws, and can you not just like. On your off month, have a special Raw or a special SmackDown? Right, yeah. You, and honestly, that's what SmackDown had been doing towards the end of the year last year, is they would just have a SmackDown where they're like, all right, we're going to have some championship matches. Like, a WWE, like that's how the AJ Styles won his... Mm-hmm. He won it on a SmackDown episode. Um, but for some reason, like, they're just not doing that <laughs> leading up to, you know, Fastlane. Like yeah. they're just they're just not. Um they're I I, I guess that they're they're trying because they're like, oh, if these guys win then they get added to a championship match or if you interfere then you know you get taken out of the championship. They're trying, but for some reason it's just not clicking for me. I I don't know. And and I'm not trying to sit here and write, you know, twelve different you know, parallel but never interacting storylines. Yeah. Um, while, you know, but I, I, I feel like you're a soap opera. Yeah. Like, that, that's your, not, that's just, not just my argument or, or anybody's, like, WWE has talked about, like, we're, you know, mm-hmm. we're a soap opera. Yeah. For men. Uh, like, when they're trying to defend it so that sure. Linda McMahon can run for Senate. They're like, it's sure. not violent, it's a soap opera. Or defend why she's the, you know, secretary yes, of that too. small business. <laughs> well, they just try and ignore that. Nobody nobody acknowledges that. Hopefully we'll forget about that. It's hard to forget when she's currently in that position I'm right aware. Now. I'm aware. I'm saying that's what they want. Who is they? <laughs> the the others the they is people <laughs> <laughs> um but to my point uh what am I talking about soap operas soap operas are able to put out five hours of content a week yeah with it's a lot of cliffhangers <laughs> it is yeah but one thing that they do is that they are telling the, these stories interact 
Yeah. And that doesn't happen on wrestling. Yeah. Um, you you know, the this SmackDown tag team comes out and then this other tag team comes out because it's very it's segmented. the tag team yeah. segment. Very segmented. Um and just I, I I keep going back to WrestleMania fifteen? Sixteen? I don't remember. But it was one WrestleMania and the McMahon family was, was in involved everything. In everything. I want to say it was probably except it was the Ministry of Darkness because it was like for that I say one match. A, I want to say it was a rocking uh, Stone Cold year. I think it was. So I, the I earliest one would have been 17, wasn't it? No, 15. 15, 15, yeah. 15 then. Yeah. 15, 17, 19. That's right. That's right. So I think it was 15. Yeah. Um, but it was. But the, the thing is, McMahon family was in all of those. And I, it doesn't have to be... Uh, it doesn't have to be the authority or the GM or whatever you want to call it. And what is the last like mega stable that exists? What's the last NWO or bullet club that WWE had shield shields, three people. So more than okay. shields, three people. And, and so, and so even then we would have a shield segment, social outcasts. Honest, <laughs> honestly, the one that most comes to mind is Sanity. Yeah, okay. where Sanity would be involved. As much in, as I hate them, but yeah, they would be involved in singles matches and tag yeah. team matches and women's matches. Yeah, Sanity would come out and do stuff and be a part of this. Yeah, um, and then you would occasionally have this female wrestler have to team up with this tag team when they don't interact, but. Sanity's being a jerk to both of them. Sure. So really, the the point in all this is that Triple H just needs to <laughs> take control of creative. Well, I'm trying to explain why Sanity is the best thing to happen to WWE. No. <laughs> uh, no. But Sanity's huge compared to everything else. Right. Compared, well, yeah, and they're, they're the biggest reason. Uh, you're, you're not wrong as far as, like, they're the... Just the shining example of I'm, the most recent, you know, entity to be to interact with multiple stories. I'm just saying, numbers time. wise, there's what five people, six people in Sanity, four. But they've had other people like be like a part of Sanity for an episode or two. They had a whole thing where they were trying to get what's his name to join Sanity. They've tried and failed to yes. get most people. So there's but, only but been they, four. They, they, but they would, sorry, they would tag team with people that weren't. Part of their main stable. Did they? Didn't they? I don't remember that. I've always because there was the original four, and then that dude got hurt. I forgot his. I forget his name, and they kicked him out whenever they signed Big Damo. Now Killian Dane. So you are saying that five people have been insanity? Not at the same time. <laughs> like they kicked him out immediately, and then and Damo tried a couple weeks to like convince them to let them join. And that when he was convincing them, oh yeah, there were only three back. of them. That's coming back. Yeah. So no. There was as little as three, never more than four. They tried. They then tried to have bigger more. numbers. There should be more numbers. There, there should be. I'm ready for another Nexus. Honestly, and I know that Nexus. Honestly, now that they've signed, they've signed War Machine, they would fit in perfectly with Sanity. They, they would. Got, they look like they should be related to uh, to Killian Dane. Yeah. So yeah. So okay, but the biggest reason, I, the biggest thing I'm really trying to get to as far as like SmackDown just being in the toilets this, these last couple weeks, Shinsuke Nakamura has been on SmackDown in two weeks. <laughs> the guy who won the Royal Rumble, they clearly believe there's something in this guy. 
He hasn't been on the show in two two freaking weeks. Now I understand. I understand. He's not part of their fast land plans. I get that. So does that mean we're not going to get him for like another like month until fast lane's over with? Um, probably. I, yeah. I haven't. I haven't. Um, I haven't come up with the answer secretly ahead of time, so I could ask sure. this really pointed question, and sure. you could shoot it down immediately sure. and make me look like a fool. But I'm doing it anyway. Okay. Um, so disregarding, um, longstanding established people okay. winning the rumble. So let's say people who've won the title three or four times already before winning the rumble. Yeah. So just taking the last up and comers to win the rumble. Where are they all now? Cause like it's been a re- the recent grouping has been a lot of like established people like Triple H and Randy Orton and John Cena. Now Roman would still technically an up and comer, but you feel yeah. gross throwing yeah. him in the up and comer thing. So and you can bef- if you want to to throw my point off. Before that, it was Sheamus, Sheamus, and Cena, Del Rio, Del Rio. Yeah, so I know Cena won the one before twenty nine. Yes, because that was because no, that was the same episode. Or it, that was the same rumble that CM Punk lost to, to mm, Rock. Yeah, no. If if you go if you go back, you've got stuff like Randy last yeah. year. Um, um, not Triple H. Roman was the year before that, right? It's either Roman or Triple H. Triple H then Roman over the next two. Yeah. Then Cena before that. Um, Batista then, before that. Then yeah, Cena. Batista. I'm going backwards. Oh, okay. Cena, then Batista, then I think Sheamus, um, then Del Rio, then Edge, then Cena again. Yeah, I'm. I. I. Yeah. I. I don't. I, my, my, doing it all weirdly, but yes. <laughs> my point is, it's been a while. Shinsuke is is an up and comer. Is a yeah. this is my moment to grab of, this shining spotlight in the, in the WWE realm. He's been the least established out of. The guys from like the last five, six, yes. seven years, save for arguably Sheamus and Del Rio, maybe Del Rio. Yeah. Um, now, taking those two guys, Sheamus was clearly not supposed to win. That was supposed to be Chris Jericho to go face CM Punk, but it was so obvious it was Chris Jericho that, that they it, changed it around. Well, yeah, and, and then it was, Chris Jericho all, faced it was also anyway. one of those things where the final two came down to guys who were in championship matches at WrestleMania. Anyway, right. they've done that a number of times. Right. Yeah. Um. So those are the years where you could tell they made up their minds last minute, mm-hmm. like this year, yeah, because so it came down to Nakamura and Roman. Yeah, so you have those two guys, yeah, who have, like n- have never been in champion things after they kind of fell out of their championship thing. Yeah, <laughs> um, Del Rio especially, and both of those guys were also on SmackDown. Yeah, because they don't trust up and coming Rumble winners. To go after their real main title. Sure. SmackDown is, usually is kind of like proving ground. Yeah, well, you you the, look at all these established ones. Yeah. Cena and Roman and Triple H and Batista and Randy Orton. Yeah. Those were all for the WWE title. Yeah. Or, yeah, they were always the WWE title. But they were always, always for the Raw title. Right. Um, And so, I just, I want to believe that... <laughs> This rumble win is positive proof of faith in Nakamura. Yeah. And like, well, I mean, I, some sort of all jokes aside, I know why they are there because they, again, they've been doing this with Nakamura before the rumble when he was hardly on the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then before that, it was AJ that was hardly on the show before he won the championship. Um, 
they're saving their big their big names to go on in the dark match after 205 to keep the crowd there right and to keep the crowd happy so but what i'm saying is i know that i don't know because they've taken sure things and blown them up worse sure but for all hyperbolic purposes i know that sheamus not sheamus that shinsuke nakamura and aj styles are going to have an amazing match at wrestlemania yes they're going to tear it up. They're going to destroy it. They're going to be a match of the year contender. It's going to be the best match of the night. Yeah. But I don't know, regardless of who wins, I don't know if there's a lot of faith for Nakamura. After the fact. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I Maybe, in, I don't know, maybe that's how they test them out, is if they win, if they put the championship on him to see how it, the next mo- couple months go. Yeah. Or, you know, he immediately gets taken to Raw in the shakeup that's going to happen like that next week, probably. Maybe. Because they've already announced that the next pay per view after WrestleMania is going to be a dual branded thing, be- which is kind of what they did last year mm-hmm. because there was the shakeup. And so there was a lot of, you know, feuds that still needed to be wrapped up that were still on, that, that at that point was one on one show and on the other. Right. Two people. Yeah. Um, I just. There's. And I don't want to say, but like Shinsuke Nakamura is clearly not a native English speaker. Right. Now he speaks English better than I speak Japanese, so like yeah. So who who am I to poo poo on that? And I'm not poo pooing on that. But is that going to be a stumbling block? Right. For WWE, and there's a way to work around it. Um, Because again, like I feel like he worked pretty all right in NXT. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's. It's but possible, but N- I don't the think the NXT that- champion doesn't have to come out and cut a promo every week. Yeah, like that, like they expect their champions to sure, do. Sure, I guess, but like again, there's ways. There's, I, it, I, yeah. I absolutely think there's ways. I there's think, ways. I think to get he should it, yeah. be. Um, I think he should be a mainstream champion. I think he is mm-hmm. strong enough, charismatic enough, talented enough. Mm-hmm. I think he's one of the strongest performers on there. If I had any say in it, he would absolutely. It would be. A revolving door of just him and AJ. Sure. Yeah. For the year of twenty, what are we in? Twenty eighteen. Yes. For twenty eighteen, I would see no reason not to have those guys go at it with maybe like KO getting the championship for a month just to kind of like throw in some variety. So that just so like there's like a month or two where it's a triple threat kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's fine. Honestly, I, I really wouldn't. I really wouldn't mind that. But I have a feeling Raw's gonna poach one of those guys. Yes. But trying to predict what wwe does i i feel like they they are going to be very hesitant to put nakamura and and part of it is like you know that one of the reasons roman is where roman is is he looks great on a poster yeah he just he has the like i'm gonna save the world chisel face mm-hmm. i mean it's and it it's what the rock has it's why you trust the rock with san andreas faults explode and skyscrapers sure you know need it's some the rock too. with hair yeah yeah so he's got that same like does the world need it need a saving i'm here for it yeah um and shinsuke doesn't <laughs> no especially when they, they they for a while they're using the goofiest looking photos for him for like promo yeah material for pay-per-views and stuff he just he makes, just for somehow every pay-per-view for a while, he, they made him look more and more like a duck. Well, and you but also... They kind of got away from it, but still. Everybody's got that one friend that is fine 
until there's a picture taken of him. You're like, how are you always yeah. a goof goof in a picture? Like, in motion, you're great. Yeah. But, like, any solid thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, like, that's the thing. is like he is so fluid and in control of his body in the ring. Yeah. But any picture of him being stationary... You're like, mm, and, that, and and WWE cares about that. Yeah, that's what goes on the trucks. That's what goes on the T-shirts. Absolutely. Um, I don't know. We'll see. Um, I do want to touch on once again. Like I, I, I feel like we probably just said the same thing last week. But man, two hundred five live has gotten good. Yes, it has. It ha- really has. And then uh, next week, I f- they announced uh, what's his name, the former NXT Tag Team Champion. With Alexa Bliss, like as their, oh, Buddy Murphy, the Australian. I'm glad you said that yes. because this isn't a uh, like I was about to be like as soon as you say it I'll know it, but you said it and I still didn't. The know guy it, so. trimmed down and he like looks like really cut, and yeah. he he's going to be in the the tournament next week. So I'm interested to see where that goes, and that's I believe he's the last like f- like surprise person. Uh, they did announce that Mark Andrews is part of the 205 Live roster now. Okay. Um, so that kind of differenti- differentiates him from, um, like, uh, Roderick Strong, who I think was just there for that one-time thing. Um, I am a little sad that it seems like they're transitioning uh, Drew Gulak away from the PowerPoint character. But, man, it, this week was a good reminder of how good he, that dude is in the ring. The reason, not the reason, because mm-hmm. the reason is Triple H, but a reason that Triple that Two Hundred Five Live is so good mm-hmm. is that they're all good in the ring. Oh yeah, no, like I, it, for a while, the only slouch in that ring was uh, Enzo. Yeah, you know that was it. He's gone, so they have zero slouches in the ring when it comes to Two Hundred Five. Mm-hmm. And just then, that, that, that's not. There's so many people in WWE who are. Fine in the ring, but yeah. great on mic and great personalities, and so it was, like they're flagship people. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, yeah, John Cena and Hulk Hogan and The Rock are fine in the ring, but yeah. they're charismatic as crap, and they're great on the microphone, and they're great branding, and so mm-hmm. then like Two Five Live, there's nobody that's fine in the ring. There's just no. an insanely talented group of people. Yeah, in the ring. Really, uh, it makes me really sad that Neville's not around for this. Yeah. You know, because he would have been perfect for, for this kind of setting. Yeah, and know. again, now that Triple H is running thing, they can treat him seriously like they did in NXT, you know. Um, yeah. Now that, but now that we know that the entire field, uh, who do you think is going to end up in the finals? I feel like Cedric has to be, you know. And I don't, I'm, honestly, <laughs> what would be funny if this still comes down to like, you know, uh, uh, Cedric and Drew Gulak, because that yep. was kind of where they were. We were thinking they were going to head mm-hmm. before they announced this tournament, but like a different, like retooled Drew Gulak. Cedric, the guy s- won like two different times, to be number <laughs> one contender, and never got it. Yes, Cedric Alexander looks generic. Yeah, like like he he doesn't have any flashy dress. He looks like you haven't played a lot with the like stock model in yeah. the creative character mode. His name is Cedric Alexander, which is like a pretty just like here's a first has, name and a last name. And he has very generic music. Yes. To be honest with you. And a very generic like Tron and, look and everything. And so and and he makes up for all of that oh, yeah. in the ring. Lord, he's amazing but, in the because ring. Because of that, like <laughs> 
when I'm not actively mm. sitting and watching him, when yeah. I'm thinking about it, I'm like, I might be too too big on this guy. Maybe, and I feel yeah. like it might be like a personal preference. It might be just because like he's a North Carolina guy. Yeah. So like I feel maybe I don't know. Maybe I'm a little too nostalgic on that the uh, that round one both match. Yeah. Well, and that, and that's the thing is like. When it, when it's like oh who's gonna be the you know number one contender oh who's gonna be the champion who's gonna win this tournament I'm always like Cedric Alexander Cedric it's gonna be Cedric Alexander because yeah. he's the best and then I'm like but I can't say that because like maybe it's just me being yeah. all on the Cedric Alexander hype I train. don't know but maybe just maybe Triple H is gonna sprinkle his NXT dust on Cedric Alexander by the time this tournament's over yeah you know um but I have a feeling it's gonna it, at least one of those two guys is going to end up in the final, especially now that they're trying to show that Drew Gulak is a serious threat in the ring that should be taken seriously. Yeah. Um, like, that was a very conscious decision to make. On that note. Yes. Um, I was watching a thing about Undertaker and Kane mm-hmm. um, this week, just having some stuff on in the background. Okay. Um, and I realized... So, we've had this long convoluted like pro anti relationship with the concept of characters in wrestling mm-hmm. um and this idea like we, we i think we both really hated this 1980s thing where it's like oh this guy's really a tax man he just wrestles on the weekends or this is a firefighter early this is a mid- canadian mountie early to mid 90s but i get your point yes we're always like no that's stupid like just let them be wrestlers let that be their job 80s was hulk hogan and ultimate warrior but yeah <laughs> go on but you know what i mean yeah i do <laughs> um yeah super um crazy but i i feel like we we had this good natural progression that's gone too far because there are so many guys that are just first name, last name. Cedric Alexander being the example. Yeah. That that kind of. They yeah it was weird like this. they went from they went to a point where you know here's the NXT name generator you know pull mm-hmm. and there's your name new name now, um, and then like for so long they went with that and they're very starch on like like you have to have a new name hence why we have guys like Finn Balor, yeah, um, and and see so, yeah, and not I- Prince Devitt. And I get the thing where, like, you want something to copyright. You want something right. to trademark. Sure. So I don't mind mm-hmm. them giving people new names. Yeah. But if you look at the roster, it is Kevin Owens, AJ Styles, Sami Zayn, Brock Lesnar, John Cena, Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins, Dean Ambrose. They're all just like, this is a first name and this is a last name. And Rusev. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but he wasn't just Rusev. No, like, he no, is... He was Alexander Rusev. Yes, he was. Um, And I just... I feel like we're missing something with The Rock and Edge and Undertaker. Yeah. Um I will say I will say this though. Biggie Langston sounded better. I like I like Biggie Langston. Over Biggie? Yeah, for some reason like it flowed better. To me. All now right. granted, Antonio Cesaro, he's better off Cesaro. He is better off. Because again, Cesaro. like that's that sets him apart. He's mm-hmm. a one name, you know. I just and, and that's things like I wish we had more of that. More things were like, oh, this is your wrestling name. Yeah, that's and why I'm hoping that they stick like Ricochet as Ricochet. Mm-hmm. You know, because I was a little bit worried whenever they first showed him at NXT, and it was like his real first name, you know, quotation marks, uh, Ricochet, and then his real last name. Like, I was like, yeah. I don't know how I feel about that. Well, and there's just <sighs> it's better than Prince Puma, but yeah. 
Well, even the even the one name guys like Cesaro and Sheamus right. and Neville are still this name. is half of your name. Yeah. Um and 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 I'm trying to think like like I guess Big Show like yeah. okay, that's clearly not your name. That's that's your wrestling name. Um and I guess he's still technically wrestling. He's not officially retired, is he? Not officially, no. So, which means he'll be in the <laughs> he's, he'll come back for the Andre the Giant battle. Sure. I mean, um, he might do that for a couple years. But there's so there's that. And then I'm like, CM Punk was like, a, oh, that's yeah. clearly not a real name. But other than that, like, in the last quite some time, yeah. even even your like creepy weird guys like Bray Wyatt is still like name and name. Sure. Um. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I don't know what to tell you. I want. I want some. You know, some Thor, some Crusher, some Sandman, some... You want some cheesy stuff. And Yeah, and, like, you don't have to go overboard. Like, Ed, Ed, by the time Edge was Edge, he was just Edge. And nobody stopped to be like, why does that dude call himself Edge? What yeah. a dumb name. Like, no, he was Edge. Same with The Rock. Same with Sandman. So you've taken this whole Rockstar Spud thing really hard, huh? <laughs> Not where I'm going with this. Drake. I forgot it what the his new last name is. Um, but this is like okay, so his last name should have been Malfoy. I'm just what I'm saying. A good example is uh Velveteen Dream. Yeah. That's clearly yeah. a wrestling name. That's yeah. Not your name. And he's done great with it. I mean, and he's still referred to like of like every once in a while as Pat like American Dream Patrick Clark or something. Mm-hmm. Like they'll throw in Patrick every once in a while. Yeah. Well and like somebody a while back just called him Dream. Yeah. Like, hey Dream. And I was like, mm, Yeah, mm, no. Mm. No, that every time he says like the dream, and I'm like, Yeah, that's that's still dusty. <laughs> like yeah, that's, still, that's dusty. still dusty. So like I'm not on board with this particular thing, but I like that you're using his wrestling name as his sure. name. Sure. Like I yeah, like I, I appreciate like the casualness of it, but let's not get too casual, you know, because that's that's still like Dusty is still the dream. Yeah, like like we're still we're still walking a line there. Yeah, but I like that, you know, I I, I want more of that. I I want some aspect of wrestling characters, and 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 part of it is because NXT has churned out guys like crazy, yeah. and. And with the um, both the women's tournament yeah. and the cruiserweight, where WWE Universe, I guess, acknowledges this huge influx of wrestlers, and ninety nine point nine percent of them are first name, last name. Um, and they need they need some guys with some nicknames, you know, like. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yes, you know what I you mean. Know what? That that's fine. Or like, or even if they did like the Velveteen Dream, Patrick Clark, or something. Mm-hmm. You know, it's something like that. Like, you know, Nature yeah. Boy Ric Flair. Yeah, you know? I, I, I'm not. I don't need to demolish mm-hmm. the concept of oh, these guys have real names. Um, but yeah, I, I do like Stone Cold's a great example where it's something to you know call him. While we all still know he's also Steve Austin, right? Um, I mean the yeah, there's there's a lot of that. You know, Triple H is also Hunter, right? Um, and and he's equally both. Like if I referred to him as either on this podcast, mm-hmm. you wouldn't trip up and be like, whoa, wait, wait, okay, I know, I know who we're talking about right. again. Yeah. Um, they still refer to Shawn Michaels as HBK. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, maybe that's it. Maybe that, like nicknames. Yeah, maybe that's what they need. They need nicknames. And like, <sighs> just to add a little bit of well, extra and, thing to their. And they have some like Brock Lesnar's the Beast and Sasha Banks is the Boss. Yeah, but, but I those feel are like just anno- I just those things just feel like annoying stuff that Michael Cole says. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, does Michael Cole suck? Is he ruining the fun out of this? Maybe that's what it is. Like, if they, him- they already have nicknames, so Michael Cole is <laughs> spamming it. To death. Like Jr. yelling Stone Cold, Stone Cold is not the same as Michael Cole saying Monster Among Men. It's Boss Time or what? Big Red. Oh uh, yeah, I think they tried to do that with Eric. Yeah, Rowan Eric Rowan was Big Red. I think that was more of a JBL th- creation. I don't remember it. Big Red was stupid, especially because Kane was the Big Red machine. Yeah. During that time period. Also, it didn't like, help that he had a stairs match. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, that doesn't help anything. Um, yeah, I, I, but there, there, I feel like something to define them and set them and apart. Honestly, the name Big Show wouldn't have been as weird if it was like the Big Show Paul White. You know, because like when he first came to WWE, they referred to him as Paul White. Mm-hmm. So it's just you know, well, and you have so many guys like Johnny Gargano. I could not remember him for like the first two years. Yeah, I knew who he was. I recognized him. Yeah, I recognized DIY, but I was like. That is a you generic. Would, you would have recognized him better if someone it's like, oh, Johnny Wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. Well, w- once that kind of became a bigger thing, um, and and he started like referring mm-hmm. to himself on camera, yeah, in promos as Johnny Wrestling. Once there was like a T-shirt that said yeah. Johnny Wrestling. Yeah. I was like, okay, that's, that's that guy. That's yeah. a guy. And like, and Champa has nicknames, but I can't say on this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> but Champa doesn't have WWE nicknames. Yeah, but yeah, because I don't think they're gonna put a shirt with Psycho Killer on. Mm-hmm. Well, and these guys have built themselves up. Yeah. Um, but then you have like a ton of new people come in, and you're like, I can't keep up with yeah. who is who, and especially when you have stuff like right after WrestleMania, when like five people debut over the course of two weeks. Yeah, and you're like, which ones? Which one wants to save the Earth again? And which yeah. one's a hacker? Yeah. Like, I have characters, but they're both, like, Zach Woods and Jimmy Phil. And, like, yeah. I can't connect which one's which. Also, if when they come up with nicknames, they've got to be good nicknames. Like, the one that they're trying to push now with Nia Jax, they just keep calling her the Irresistible Force or something like that. Yeah, no. No. Mm-mm. Like, even that, like, I had to, like, think about it for a few minutes before I was like, I don't want to mess this up when I make this point. Because if you have to do that, that's a bad nickname. I don't have a good nickname for her. And, and that's the thing. is like I'm not saying this is easy. Just have Michael Cole say, it's Jack's time. Uh, see, I was going with Jack's attack. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Which man. is why I said, instead, I don't have a good idea here. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> I would like to point that out. Um I guess before we get too far removed from 205 Live and all that stuff, uh, WWE and Rich Swan have agreed to mutually part ways. I don't think that's very mutual, to be honest with you. I feel like it's just more like the company. Like, we don't really want to anything have to any, let's, Okay, let's be honest. Having your charges dropped isn't the same thing as being uh, found innocent. No, it's not. Because that's what ended up happening. Because WWE put him on suspension indefinitely, basically to find out what happens throughout the trial. If he was found guilty, they were just going to fire him. Mm-hmm. Um, he wasn't found guilty. Wasn't found innocent. They just the charges were just dropped. I uh, but I I also think like 
Rick Swan's WWE career was shot anyway. No, I, he was. Yeah, he didn't have much of a, a guy on Two or Five Live, so it probably was fairly mutual. Yeah, he, this way he can go out. He can put. He's already got bookings. Yeah, he's gonna have a lot of bookings. He can put former WWE superstar on all of his. Unless there's, that's part things. of the terms of his. Like, you know, but maybe. But he can. He's gonna get to wrestle more. Like he's like all wrestlers. He's got a window of time. Yeah. That he's good he at wrestling. He should. He's still really young. Yeah. He he should go out and do that in independence while he's still mm-hmm. hot off the presses and getting these bookings. While not putting his wife in chokeholds. Yes, please. <laughs> please and thank you. So that that would really hurt bookings. No, this is this is what's best and for all. It would hurt his wife as well. <laughs> so yeah, no more Rick Swan on two oh five live. No. Man, yeah, hopefully uh He was champion at one point, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. Huh. Uh, I believe he was the first person to beat yeah he was the second champion yeah he? he was the first person to beat tjp yes he was um man i hope whoever they have to because again if cedric alexander ends up in that championship, it is match, crazy that this show is less than a year old right uh over, year? over is it yeah over yeah but just because it it was right after the thing last summer so yeah so He's only gone through one wrestling. They've had three champions that they've let go, right? So not even just guys that didn't work out. Like guys that they yeah. decided to put the title on yeah. are now all gone. <laughs> Which seems like a lot and for a show that's a year and a half old. No, yeah, you're you're one hundred percent right. Uh that is a lot. And that is and it's not necessarily indicative of the show itself. No. But it is indicative, uh, at least you know, at least with Neville, indicative of the way they do business. Yes, Austin Aries was never champion, right? No. Okay, I was like, he fought, <laughs> but he should have been. He <laughs> fought Neville so many times, and yet always lost. And it always felt like this is the time, surely. Right. This is it. No. Okay. Th- this is where it's happening. I know. Like, okay, they got me again. Yeah. But this is no. Yeah, but three. Basically four, <laughs> if you count Austin Aries, which you feel like you should. Yeah, kind of, <laughs> a little bit. Um, so I don't know. So yeah, that that solo. All right. Now for those who have been <laughs> grumping about when we're gonna get to this solo trailer on this wrestling podcast. Um. So I don't feel like it showed as much, but it was better than nothing. Like. 99% of my brain is like, nope, don't care. Hype train. Let's go. Toot toot. <laughs> sure. I mean, you can't help it. That's, like, that's what the, that's what trailers are, you know, made to do. Like, we, we've had this, like, you know, we've had nothing, and that's been making me nervous. Yeah. And I'm like, what is going on with this? And, like, counting down the moments, and I'm like, we're less than four months away. Yeah. We're getting really close. I've seen nothing. And then I saw this trailer, and it's not like paper cut out tie fighters on sticks. No. So I'm like, nope, it's perfect. It's Star Wars. <laughs> Everything's going all right. Right. Um mostly I am nervous about Han Solo himself at this yeah. point. Yeah. Um I just so at the very least we get a, a Lando spin-off. At at the risk of sounding super like Star Wars sacrilegious for like comparing it to Star Trek right here. Um Chris Pine in the Star Trek reboot did this really, really amazing thing mm-hmm. where he managed to play this character of Captain Kirk, um, embody the concept of this character mm-hmm. without doing a Shatner impression. Right. 
which which is hard because William Shatner was the only person to have ever played yeah Captain Kirk up to that point. And it's a very iconic way of portraying Captain Kirk. Yes, yeah. it's the only way at sure. that point. Um, and and he did a great job from like that's totally Captain Kirk on screen. He's doing yeah. all these Captain Kirk things I recognize without doing this. Just I'm, he's doing Shatner impression, right. which everybody's got a Shatner impression. So sure. I'm sure Chris Pine has one. It's you know mm-hmm. good on him for not just breaking it out. Um, Han Solo is equally as hard or harder. Yeah. Um, and that's doubly reinforced when Force Awakens came out. And it was Han Solo. Yeah, because like it's gonna be grumpy Harrison Ford. Sure, like that's but for fine. For some reason, it was still. I can Han. I yeah. can like grip my teeth and like force myself to be like it's still Han Solo. Yeah, but but I didn't have to. <laughs> I didn't have to. He played Han Solo. He yeah. pulled out this character that had been dormant for twenty some years. Yeah. Um and, you know, performed as this character, and that was it. And that's that's Han Solo on screen. Uh, yeah. That's not Indiana Jones. That's not you know Jack Ryan. That's not firewall the movie whatever his character was in that yeah okay <laughs> it's han solo yeah um and and so that's like real I, is he gonna do is he gonna do a harrison ford impression is he gonna do like like yeah that's what it, like hitting a han solo swagger the, the trailer didn't like, really give you an indication of that no, no it didn't so yeah i'm hoping it's more of like like you said the chris pine uh route um but we'll see because honestly like all the people that they were talking about that you know were the finalists for the auditions and stuff, that was the one person I was like, I don't, I don't know, yeah. I don't really know anything about them, and I don't know the other guys I would have been okay with, uh, uh Eggsy from, um, uh, yeah, Taron Egerton, from- yeah, yeah, I would have been cool with him, yeah, uh, the guy that was Baby Driver. Now that I've seen Baby Driver, the kid, mm-hmm. he he was a little, you know. I don't know. That about one him. might have been. A, I don't a know about him. Of, I would have been better about Exy. Yeah, he would have been good. Um, Harrison Ford was in a movie recently called Age of Adeline. Yes, and the person they they <laughs> they they I, that was the point I was going to make. Uh, the the guy that they hired to be young Harrison Ford was a dead ringer. Yes, he was. I don't know how good of an actor he was, <laughs> but he was a great Harrison Ford impersonator. I, I haven't watched that movie. Um, so I don't know how good he is at being young Harrison Ford. Incredibly well. But he looks the part. Absolutely. Like, on, like I, as soon as they announced that they were going to do this young Harrison Ford, it's like, oh, they got to get the guy from Age of Adeline. Like, they have yeah. to. And they didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Which so. is, you know, fine, because maybe the guy doesn't have a big, like, acting profile Right, and, like, like, and if he doesn't... But honestly, I've never heard of this guy. I still don't know his name. If he doesn't do Han Solo... Mm-hmm. I, I don't care he that can, he looks like Harrison Ford. I need I want Han Solo up on sure, screen. Sure. Um and so Which is really just grumpy Harrison Ford. <laughs> and and again <laughs> But it, there there's a subtle difference. My, my my personal preference would have been to cast Harrison Ford and just to be like, he's twenty three guys. I would have been like, Okay. And <laughs> that seventy three year old man is a twenty three year old through sheer determination. I mean Rogue One did prove one thing is they can just bring back people and just make them look younger. Yeah. <laughs> Granted, they did a little bit better job of Tarkin because they didn't really have to make him any younger. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Princess Leia was a little rough, but again, she was only on screen for like a couple seconds. Yeah, and I can almost guarantee you that in 10 years, they'll have an updated edition with better oh, graphics sure. and they'll just like, there we go. But like I said, even if this movie is total garbage, at least we'll probably get a Lando spinoff because everyone's going to be clamoring for it because Donald Glover is amazing and I want to be in everything. I think he's going to be good. 
So, all right, anything else? Uh, not that I know of. I'm really excited to see Black Panther. Yeah, I'm seeing excited. Sunday. Yeah. And my birthday's on Tuesday. Hey, I'm seeing Black Panther for your birthday. Hey, <laughs> I'll be at work. <laughs> As always, you can follow us on Twitter at CR Attire, where we live tweet Mondays, Tuesdays. Whenever we feel like yep. it. Uh, <laughs> I live tweeted Raw on Tuesday this week. I, know, that's when I noticed I that because it. it was right after SmackDown. And I'm like, Joel's a day off. Like, what is going on here? That's but when, fine, I, you know, that's when I watched Raw. Honestly, you had more to say about Raw than I did. Um, yeah, and we have uh, email. That's the thing we do have. If you have any questions, comments, yeah. anything you want us to bring up on the show, send that over to our email. That's classyringattire at gmail.com. We're also on iTunes. Uh, easy way to follow the podcast. You can subscribe there. Get a new episode every week. Maybe give us a rating of five stars or write a review. That kind of stuff really helps out the podcast. Uh, and if you're listening to us on InsidePulse.com, leave us a comment on there. We'd love to hear from you. We're also on Facebook. Easy way to follow Chris. Easy way to follow myself. See what other kind of things we're working on. Yep. Until next time, stay classy and huzzah. Huzzah.